if he joined us tonight. I said, no, it would be the greatest blessing that I've ever received. And, you know, I told him, I said, I don't know if this is right or this is wrong, uh, but just to be honest with you, I've preached some here and there, not a whole lot, but generally I do get a little nervous uh, and do for several days before, but I'm not nervous tonight. Amen. God's with us. He helps us. He enables us. He encourages us. Can we stand and give God a hand of praise in this house tonight? I mean, let's invite the King of glory in this house tonight. Amen. Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord. We praise you. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. Thank you for your amazing grace. Thank you for this church. Thank you for these people. God, help us and bless us tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. You could be seated just for a moment. I want to first say to my pastor, what an honor and a privilege it is to stand behind this sacred desk tonight. I give honor tonight to our pastor, to his wife, to his family. Isn't he such a great blessing to us? Amen. What, what a blessing he's been to my family and I. Great man of God. Love him deeply. Respect his heart. Well, <clears throat> I don't mean to do it again, but if you could stand one more time. And while, you, while you're standing, if you have your Bibles, the book of James, chapter number 2. I'm going to read verses 10 through 16, but my text really that I want to focus on here tonight is found in James chapter 2, verse 13, but I want to read that in its context. If you're there, say amen. James chapter 2, verse number 10, for whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point... He is guilty of all. For he that said, do not commit adultery, said also, do not kill. Now if thou commit no adultery, yet if thou kill, thou art become a transgressor of the law. So speak ye, and so do, and they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. For he shall have judgment without mercy, that has shown no mercy. But here's the good news. Mercy rejoices against judgment. Read that with me, everybody out loud. Mercy rejoices against judgment. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what does it profit? Again, James chapter 2, verse number 13, my text tonight will be, For he shall have judgment without mercy that has showed no mercy. And mercy rejoices against judgment. Can we pray?
Father, we love you tonight. We thank you, God, for this opportunity. God, your word is already, already anointed, God, but I ask that you bless it. Break the bread of life, God. Let it bring freedom in somebody's heart in this room tonight. In Jesus' name. Give us ears to hear, heart to receive. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. And I did not look at a clock uh, before, so forgive me. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Now, this is a Wednesday night crowd, and I knew this was going to be a Wednesday night crowd. Mature saints, I'm not talking to people who don't know the Word of God. Most of you in here probably know the Word of God better than I do. So, let me start off by saying this mercy that we're going to talk about is God's mercy. Amen? And and I want to qualify that first because some some people would take the word mercy and use that for other than what God intended it to be and would use it foolishly. But when I'm speaking of mercy here tonight, I'm talking about mercy that is received, that's offered from God, that is received, that's on God's terms, that says mercy. God, I'm thankful for your mercy. I'm thankful for your grace. I'm thankful for your mercy that came in part in my life when I was a dead man, when I was living in sin, when your mercy came and your mercy touched, and your mercy healed, and your mercy renewed, out of a heart of gratitude for your mercy, I want to give that mercy to others. Amen? I want to look at a couple things here tonight regarding this subject matter. And one of the most important aspects of our spiritual life is how we respond when we fail. How do we respond to God's mercy that he extends to us when we ourselves fail? Mercy, by its very definition, is compassion or forbearance, shown especially to an offender or to one subject, to one's power. It means lenient or compassionate treatment. Someone begged for mercy. That's one definition um, of mercy, according to Mr. Webster. When we were dead in our sin, when we were dead in our trespasses, God's mercy came running to us. Every one of us in this room tonight could testify. I think probably 99.9% of us, at least I know in this room, And every one of us could say, I have experienced the mercy of God. I've experienced the grace of God when I I was undeserving, when I was unwilling. But when we fail, God offers mercy and he offers grace. But you know one thing about mercy? Guys, for mercy to be effective, mercy first has to be offered. But then mercy has to be accepted. Because if it's offered and, and it's not accepted, then what good is it? It's not any good. We've got to accept that mercy. And then out of the abundance of our heart, when we accept mercy for ourselves, then when somebody else fails, Brother Udy, then I'm inclined to offer that mercy to that person. Amen? I, I want to judge, I want other pe- people to know what I know. Amen? I want other people to experience the mercy and the grace of God that I've experienced. Amen? 
How do we respond to mercy when we're mistreated? How many of you in this room have been mistreated? You know how God wants you to respond to that? In mercy. When they talk about you, when they misuse you, when they abuse you, that's the person God wants you to show mercy to. The, the person who does not deserve mercy is the one that needs mercy the most. Can I tell you that mercy is the most effective motivator? Mercy is the most effective discipline. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Amen? And sometimes in our own flesh, we want to criticize. Well, if somebody does me wrong, I'm going to lash out and I'm going to do them wrong. If you do me bad, I'm going to do you twice as bad before you can do me again. But we need to, we need to extend the mercy of God um, to that person. If we respond in mercy when we're mistreated, out of the abundance of the heart of joy for the mercy that we've received, that's when mercy is effective. How do we show mercy to others when they fail? Do we sit back and laugh at them? Do we criticize them? Do we walk by them? Do we say, oh, that poor pitiful soul? But, but then we don't do anything to help them. We don't try to give them an arm, a hand of mercy. To, we don't try to extend anything to them to try to help them. We just want to laugh at them. We want to talk about them. We want to mistreat them, especially when it affects us what they're doing. When, they, when their failures begin to affect my life, when their failures begin to affect your life, instead of lashing out, we should offer that person mercy. A soft answer turns away wrath. Did you know that? When somebody comes at you, <clears throat> we've all been in intense fellowship, as Brother Jacob calls it, with people. Amen? And I mean, boy, they can, people can get so mad, get, get red-faced, they're Forehead begins to crinkle, their nose crinkles, their lip begins to quiver, their nose shakes. Offer a soft answer, and it'll turn away wrath. And you know what? Don't do it facetiously, and don't do it in any other context. Brother Udy, but I love you, and I want God's best for you. And, when, and I know that when you're, and I'm not saying that, that you do, but just people in general, when we get caught up in wrath, when we get caught up in self-defense, when we get caught up in a lot of the things that just entangle our lives in sin and bitterness begins to come, it puts shackles on our lives. And we can't break free, and it, it binds us. Don't give place to that root of bitterness. If we respond with mercy, we will experience a greater joy and a freedom in our own hearts. 
Because we're offering that person mercy. And mercy triumphs over judgment. Amen? And God said that with what measure you judge, that's the same measure that you're going to be judged with. So, when I give you mercy, when, when I'm going to receive mercy. Amen? But if we don't respond in mercy, and we respond, respond wrongly, then a residue of bitterness or anger will slowly build in us, causing us to live with unresolved pain and turmoil. Have you ever experienced that? You don't have to raise your hand, but just be honest with yourself. I think we've all, I know I have, we've all experienced that. Man, we let that root of bitterness spring up in our lives. We let that anger. Sometimes we don't even realize that even the most godly people, we have to guard our hearts because that anger will, will, will rise up in us. And it'll rise up and it'll take a hold. And before we know, we're bound. Mercy triumphs over judgment, spiritually, emotionally, relationally, economically, physically. In every way, mercy triumphs over judgment. You know, one form of judgment can be unhelpful criticism. How many, how many has ever been criticized in this room? And I'm not talking, there, there are good forms of criticism, there's constructive criticism that helps. Amen. If I, see, if I see something, but now I've got to do that in the right spirit, in the right way, at the right time, I can go to my brother, and he'll receive me, and it'll be a word spoken in season. And we can, we, whatever we need to get under the blood, we can get under the blood at that point. But unhelpful criticism is when we sit back and we criticize, and we don't do anything to help them. We don't do anything to help them to get past their problem, to help them to obtain victory in their life over whatever their, their situation uh, is that they're facing in life. Another form of judgment could be accusation. Now the devil is the accuser of the brethren. Amen. <clears throat> How many of you have been accused? How many of you have accused? God said, don't do that. Show that person mercy. Show them mercy. I don't care what they did. You know, I've, <clears throat> I don't want to get too personal, but in the last little while, I've had occasion to, in my own personal life, very close, uh, had occasion to have some very important issues with several people. And in all of that, my goal was to lead in mercy, in grace, in forgiveness, in, in guard against a heart that says, I'm not going to forgive and I don't make light of anybody's pain. I don't make light of anybody's suffering. I know those things are real. 
But I can tell you the grace of God and the mercy of God is much more real than that pain. Amen. I can tell you, I've been accused at times of my, my personality is just one of um, I'm, ha- I'm, a, I'm happy, go lucky guy. I, don't, I mean, that's just the way God made me. I'm going to take this thing off. It's getting hot. My wife's going to laugh at me anyway. She told me not to wear it, but it's all right. Um, but my life, just, just the way God made me, I'm a naturally optimistic person, Sister Sandy. I'm, I'm just an upbeat, I'm happy-go-lucky guy for the most part. Not really a whole lot affects me negatively. Uh, and that's just who I am naturally. And, and, but, but I understand also the grace of God. And I understand the mercy of God. And I understand how God cares. And how God loves. And how God protects his children. And how God covers his children. And how God provides for his children, Brother Udy. And how God leads and how God directs and how God is kind and how God is gentle, Brother James, and how God deals with me so gently. Even when God's got to correct me, there's sometimes, guys, that God uses judgment. Did you know that? Judgment is used to get you to a place of mercy. It's th- sometimes it's the judgments of God that lead us to mercy. If God never got our attention, never made things hard for us, we may not ever, some of us, may not ever receive that mercy. But God, is, God wants to lavish that mercy upon us. And God wants to heal us. But anyway, what I'm saying is I have been accused of living with my head in the clouds. Not living in reality. And, you know, people will say, well, I'm a realist. You know, this is just, you know, this is the way it is. And this, I'm just, I'm not going to, you know, you just walk around like everything's perfect and everything's all right. And, uh, and, and but I'm a realist and I'm not going to do that. And I'm not going to pretend something that's not. Well, I got news for you, pal. And I told that more than one person this, I'm a realist too. And the most real thing that I'll ever know is the blood of Jesus covers all of my sin. And it doesn't matter, Brother Gerard, what I face. It doesn't matter what I go through. It doesn't matter if I have a bad day, Sister Kimmy. The blood of Jesus is sufficient. And I don't have to give in to that devil. And I don't have to give in to judgment. Why? Because mercy triumphs over judgment. It's, it's the devil. It's the accuser of the brethren that that will try to keep me down and keep me bound. And I'm not saying every trouble that you have is the devil. Some, most of the time, it's us. It's us. We're our own worst enemy. But even though, even us, in, in our fallen state, we know that we don't deserve mercy. We know we don't deserve it. It wouldn't be mercy if we deserved it. But God gives it. Undeserved, unmerited favor of God. That's extended to me, Sister Sandy. When I don't deserve it. When I don't deserve it. When I deserve, Brother Steve, the absolute opposite of mercy. Here comes God. Here comes God's mercy. It comes running.
Understand this. The most real thing you'll ever know is the mercy and the blood of Jesus is all-powerful. How about uncovering faults in someone? Is that a form of judgment? It is. God didn't uncover our faults. I'm so glad he did You know what God did with my faults, Brother Udy? He said, I love you, son. Come here. Let my blood wash away those sins. Let my blood cover those sins. Let my mercy triumph over the judgment that's been pronounced in your life. Because mercy triumphs over judgment. How about whispering? Is that a form of judgment? It is. And we've all done it. Every one of us in this room, we've done it. We've heard something about somebody. Doesn't uplift them. Doesn't help them. You know what? For the most part it does, Brother Udy. What I'm saying is, that person over there, how, however bad they're being, I'm justifying how bad I'm being because I'm saying they're worse than I am. And that's a form of judgment. God said, don't do it. God said, shut our mouth. Now, there are times when you can go to a brother. There, there are times the Bible lays out, you have an ought with a brother, go to him. Make it right. Get that under the blood, man. Don't walk around it, because that's another thing. If you've got ought with a, your brother in your heart, that'll bind you up. That'll bind you up, Brother Judy. And sometimes we can even sit here in the church house, and we're bound. And we want to be free, but we're not free. And we sing songs, Sister Laura, about being free, but we're not free. We're bound. But mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy offers a way out. Mercy offers freedom. Mercy offers grace. Even when we don't deserve it. Amen. Judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. I want to show mercy. How about you? I want to be judged with mercy. The Apostle James, in his writings, declares that mercy triumphs over judgment. Prior to that, judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Brother Udy, if we don't show mercy, we don't get mercy. If we don't forgive, we won't be forgiven. 
Did you know mercy can be also interchanged with the word kindness? Showing kindness. Kindness triumphs by giving opportunity for relationships to recover after a difficult season. How many of you, you've had a problem in a relationship, whether it be with a family member, whether it be with a friend, whether it be with a coworker, whatever the case may be, there's some turmoil there. And if you're not careful, you can speak words in moments of anger. And we can inflict pain. And we can inflict judgment into that relationship. Husbands and wives. We can do it. God says don't. Show that person kindness. Love and mercy cover a multitude of sins and faults in others. 1 Peter chapter 4 verse number 8. Peter says, above all things. Now, this is very important if he says it's above all things. Above all things, have fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sins. If I love my brother, I'm going to cover him. If I love my brother, I'm going to cover him. And when, that, when the darts begin to throw at him, I'm going to cover him. I'm going to cover him. I'm going to cover him in grace. I'm going to cover him in prayer. I'm going to cover him in mercy. Because mercy triumphs over judgment. Amen. Stand with me if you would, please. Brother Danny, if you'd come, please. God said, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. It's God's good pleasure to offer us mercy to offer us grace, to offer us forgiveness. That's the very nature of who God is. Amen. It's the very nature of who He is. He's loving. He's kind. He's affectionate. He cares. He knows even the very number of hairs on our heads. He knows every intimate detail of our lives, of our hearts. He knows our thoughts. He knows our intentions. He knows the intentions of our hearts. He sees. He's an all-seeing God, Brother Christian. In the dead of night, in the midnight hour, in the privacy of your bedroom, God knows.
God sees and he cares. And I don't know, I know there's at least one in this room because God gave me this message. God's going to extend mercy tonight. God's going to extend grace in your situation. Mercy is going to triumph over judgment in your life. You fought judgment. You fought hell. You fought condemnation. Siri knows what condemnation is. I can tell you it's from hell. Condemnation comes from hell. You listen and listen close. Conviction is your friend. Condemnation is not your friend. Sometimes they can feel the same, Brother Gary. And neither one of them feel comfortable at the time. But conviction, when it comes and it pricks my heart and it lets me know, hey, you're wrong, you're bad wrong here. Whatever that situation is, but, but it offers me a way out. It says you're not, you don't have to stay there, Brother Eddie. There's a way out. Take the hand of the Master. He knows the way. And he, he will lead us to His mercy that triumphs over the judgment that's on our life. Condemnation says, feels a lot the same way, but it says there's no hope for you. There's no way out. You're stuck. This is the way it's going to be. This is the way that it's always been, and it's never changing, and it's never getting any better, and this is just the way it's going to be, and you're going to have to accept it, and that's it. It's over. That is condemnation. My friends, that is not from God. Did you hear what I said to you? That is not from God. That is from hell itself. There's a way out tonight. There's an open door of mercy. The grace of God has been extended. And we know, guys, the, pr the problem is, we know that we don't deserve it. We know that we don't deserve mercy. We know in our hearts what we did. We know that we're wrong. We know that we're, we are the ones who offended. Or maybe we are the ones who were offended, yet we refuse to release that person who offended us in mercy. And when we do that, we just keep ourselves bound. We keep ourselves shackled. We keep ourselves in chains. But I'm going to tell you, there's some people, there's at least one person in this room tonight that you're going to leave here free. You're going to leave here free of condemnation. You're going to leave here free of guilt. You're going to leave here knowing that you are a blood-bought child of the Most High God. And He loves you. And He gave His life for you. And that His mercy triumphs every judgment that's been pronounced over your life. Maybe it was a husband that pronounced judgment over your life. Maybe it was a parent that pronounced judgment over your life. Maybe they said you're, never, you're nobody and you'll never be anybody and you're never going to amount to anything. And you, you're nothing. You're the apple of God's eye tonight. And God loves you and He cares for you and He has a plan for your life. And you know what? He's my Father. 
And he's a good father. And he's a loving father. And he's a caring father. And he's a merciful father. And he's a loving father. And he cares for me. And he leads me. And he's gentle with me. And he says, come here, son. Come here, son. Maybe you're not just right about this. Let's, read, let's, let's think about this. Let's get this right. Let's get it under the blood. And let's go on. You're going to get some things under the blood tonight because God's going to call and He's going to deal gently with you because He's a good shepherd and He's a good father and we're the sheep of His pasture. And He's going to deal very gently with us. And we're going to leave here free. Let's find us a place to pray. Amen.